Hey, all you holistic hipsters out there, it's that time. So grab your chalice of choice and sit back and sip along with us. We would love to welcome you to the Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on all things holistic in the pet grooming industry. Let me introduce you to our hostesses with the mostesses. She is the socialite of skin and coat care, Ms. Michelle Knowles. And the queen bee of all things oily, Ms. Melissa Conti-Dieter. Brought to you by TheOilyGroomer.com Are you searching for a new and more mindful way of grooming? Interested in understanding how to grow your grooming business with a more holistic and organic approach? Please contact Melissa Conti-Diener at TheOilyGroomer.com so that you can set up a meeting and bring balance and prosperity to your life. And AllThingsPaw.com Intermediate and advanced courses in pet esthetician work, fear recovery, animal handling, and more. Get your learn on with All Things Paw. Also, classes with Melissa, online and self-guided, intuitive energy work, transitional therapy, and compassionate touchpoint therapy, and more. And the Herbal Paw Pet Apothecary, tailored for the individual pet, phone consultations, history gathering, and the home of the Herbal First Aid Kit. Now, let's get this tea party started. All right. Who? What are you thinking? Hi. <laughs> How are you well, doing today, Miss Melissa? I'm doing very well. How are you, Michelle? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, yeah, things are really coming together. This is our uh, pre-Christmas show. Yes. Yes. Right before Christmas. Right. And all through the house, things were chaotic. Yeah, <laughs> including the mouse. Including the mouse. <laughs> exactly. So oh. What's in your What's in your teacup? Oh, you got well, your tea this morning. Yes, I have a sweet tangerine and clove. Oh. Um, it's got a bunch of other stuff in it. This is a commercial tea by Yogi, uh, mm. and my Very mother. Familiar with them. I survived another meeting that should have been an email. <laughs> I love what it. we're doing today. Just, uh, no, we don't need to talk about it. Just, just send it to me in an email. Send or an text. email. Text is yeah, even better. There is even better. Yeah. Even better. Ah, but yeah, that tea is delicious. I have a Halloween cup, of course. <laughs> it's my yeah. yoga it, with all the skeleton poses. That actually says namaste on the inside. So, because it's Halloween all the time at my Absolutely. <laughs> Any if, if circus was a holiday, that's yeah. my permanent holiday. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, me, anything that if I can dress up, I'm down for. So. Fair, fair. Mm -hmm. um, and I have my, one of my favorites. Um, I'm a huge fan of, uh, Celestial seasonings, they're always a favorite of mine. And this morning is the Tension Tamer, oh. which is a really nice one. It's got peppermint and licorice and uh, chamomile, uh, hibiscus, um, just uh, nice uh, uh, shots of B12 in there. Um, so it's it just an amazing. all around fantastic tea that it's easy. Just pull it out of the box and throw it in your cup with some hot water. Mm -hmm. And of course my favorite, which is the raw with the honeycomb local honey. So, uh, I always uh, just know that those little floaters in there are good for me. Those little, mm -hmm. little nuggets left behind by the bees and their bee and their honeycomb are just, uh, full of goodness. So, mm -hmm. uh, I have a One lot of my favorites is like the local orange blossom honey. Oh, yes. Oh, I love orange flavor yep. so much. So the good. smell of it, the taste of it. I just love it. A lot of people <laughs> don't like the honeycomb because it, it does leave floaters. You know, it is waxy. Wax. It, yeah. It, it, 
beeswax, <laughs> yeah. but, but uh, it's a food. It yeah. is. And it yeah. actually has a really good function for your body. Yeah. So um, it's, it's very healing in itself. So um, honey is so much better than white sugar. Truthfully. I do use a ground stevia just because honey doesn't go with some of the flavors that I right. like. Uh, I, it just depends on what it is, but I will throw some honey all up in something quickly. Yeah, yeah. I love, I just, I love honey. It doesn't matter to me if, um, uh, if I feel like the flavor doesn't go with it, I'll just put just enough just to make it sweet enough. I don't tend to, I don't really care for stevia. My husband loves stevia in his coffee and his tea is really good about it. I think it has a bitter back taste to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and everybody's palate's different. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's, what's in my Halloween cup <laughs> right before it. Christmas. Hey, nightmare before Christmas, right? That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so I bet oh. you're wondering what our, uh, what our topic is. Yeah. What is our topic? Show us your, Ooh. your skills on the banner. Bam. There you go. Those who deserve oh. love least need it the most. Yes. That so we're basically, um, this is a tough time of year for so many people. Not only are we inundated with all the, the marketing and colors and buy and sale and, oh, anxious and stress and worry about what present we're going to get the mailman who doesn't even really know us. Um, amongst all that, sometimes our interpersonal relationships can fray as well. Because everybody is under pressure. Some, for some reason, when we're all under pressure, we go inward instead of outward. Uh, and when we go inward, we're our own echo chamber. Uh, and sometimes we can lose sight of compassion for others because we're in such a stressful, dire situation. So this is one of my favorite sayings. It does come from the Bible. Um, uh, those who deserve love least need it the most. When someone is hurting, when someone is lashing out, when someone is angry, um, sometimes unreasonably so, you're like, okay, where'd that come from? Um, that person needs our care more than ever. Um, I think that a lot of us have lost our village uh, in these trying technical industrialized times and we don't have a lot of people to turn to understand what we're going through. And sometimes we just need to spew our vomit of crises out toward the world um, just to get it out. Uh, and sometimes it just doesn't land where it should, I suppose. But that doesn't mean that person doesn't require our respect and our compassion and a little bit of love back. And it may not ever be returned. But know that you treated that person gently in their moment of crises. And I think that's one of the most compassionate things that we can do for everyone uh, this crazy Christmas season. What do you think, Michelle, uh, Melissa? I, uh, I just, I just think that it, when I see that happen and we've joked about this a lot, but it happens to me quite often where people will just, when I'm, I, I, I don't understand why, but it's not for me to understand. It's just a part of whatever I bring energetically that it really strikes some people that they need to, to have that kind of negative upheaval. And I see it as when they open their mouth, and because I tend to see energy in colors and sometimes even in pictures. And so when they open their mouth and that stream comes out, I usually see it as um, like a, a dark, uh, almost like a smoke that comes mm -hmm. out of them that swirls around me. So um, I let that come out, let that swirl around me for a moment. And then I open my mouth. And when I open my mouth, I let white light come out and it mm -hmm. covers that smoke and it, it dissipates, dissipates all that. Mm -hmm. Right. And it just covers them. And mm -hmm. so it's, uh, to me, I just feel like I, that's, that's my, that's my job not to let someone speak ill to me or to be mean to me. But if it is really nothing that is going to affect or change my life in any, you know, any real way, then um, 
I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to like, you know, what you're saying. I don't have to do any of those things. But I feel like I do have to be kind to you. I do have to just show a kindness. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry mm-hmm. you are having a bad day. Um, you know, uh, or I'm sorry that you just find my white light very offensive. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you need to dim that to make yourself feel better. But- well, I think when somebody is in that crisis state, they can't see the forest for the trees. No. They can only oh. see the pain. They yep. can't see through the bars that they've built around themselves. You know, yep. that pain, uh, and it should come out. It should come out. Sometimes un- it unfortunately comes out and spills onto people, you know, who are left bewildered. But um, yeah, I always say people that are hurt will bleed all over everyone else mm-hmm. um, because they just, they have not healed that wound, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so I have to look at them as this is a wounded person. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that mess of madness, there's there's a gaping wound that Absolutely. these things are these things are coming from. So um, it's not my job to heal that, but it is my job to just say, you know, you you're you're you are loved in all of your yes. frailties. Yeah, instead of personalizing and internalizing it, uh, when those things happen, your first trigger should be okay, uh, this person is hurting right now instead right. of, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? This saying, those who deserve love least need it the most has literally gotten me through my 31 year marriage. Like it, every time, every time. Uh, and you know what? I have been the recipient of that. I'm, I can be manic sometimes. I can do, I can say and, and be very emotionally distressed <laughs> at times. Uh, and then, um, it's nice to have your friends around you and your husband who understands this message to say, okay, all right, oh, you're here and I'm going to need you down to a three and right. 70 million. <laughs> so, I mean, um, the more I practice uh, this saying and practice my compassion, I think the better off I personally am. And if I can show somebody how it's done in the moment, maybe they can start practicing that as well. And this goes for everyone, uh, not just uh, your family or your colleagues, or your friends or whatever. This goes for the person who comes in and they're just mad about everything. And, you know, oh, I suppose since I yelled at you, you're going to be hurt my dog. You know, some we're all going through something. And I can't reiterate that enough. We are all going through somebody died, somebody left, somebody hurt, somebody got betrayed, somebody lived life harshly. <laughs> you know, I, everybody is going through something. And just because you're going through something doesn't mean you can't just have a little piece of yourself go, you know what? I understand because I too am feeling all crazy inside. So, yeah, but you can also refuse to refuse to take on that burden because that's absolutely what that's what they're trying to do is unburden their themselves. That that is literally hurt and pain just spilling off of them or out of them because they don't want to carry that load anymore. Well, and if um, they have to hurt, they want everybody to everyone, hurt. Right. Misery and loves company. That's a exactly. true. That's a true epithet. Is that what that is? Epithet. <laughs> Um, yeah. And, and so I just, I choose not to take that on. I just, you know, look at it like I'm so, I, I genuinely feel sorry for them in the sense of, you know, um, I'm, I'm sorry you are hurting so badly that you feel like you need to hurt someone else. Um, but I don't, I don't swallow that. I don't take that on. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a hard thing to do. Not yeah. to not to take that on, and then you in turn let that person ruin your day, and then you in turn ruin two other people's day, and then mm-hmm. they just go on and on. And it it's, spreads. Yeah, it spreads, it spreads like infection. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, you have to be the one to say, "Oh, okay." Even if you are affected by it, yeah, you, you have to definitely. have a meditative moment and say, "Okay, let's regroup here." Uh, yeah, my water was a little hurt over yep. that. But uh, guess what? I can repair myself and move on. Um, and think yeah. about the pets, too, that you Absolutely. Know, in, in the sense of our work, in the sense of our taking pets in um, or going into someone's home and they're um, 
already in a foul mood and they are um, just what I like to say, they're just totally Scrooge. And um, it it's not worth it to absorb that. It's not mm -hmm. worth it. Uh, because you're going to be working with with an animal that's already in it. It's already in that energetic mm -hmm. space with that human. Don't think that when they're driving to your shop or they're walking, you know, from the house to the van or, you know, whatever, that they're not already in that energetic space. And that pet is already in that space as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we see it a lot with the, the pets acting differently during the holidays. Why is this dog so, you know, crazy today? Or why is he so scared? Sometimes you'll see them and they'll just be like, you know, flinchy and, and we'll think of all the things that go on during the holiday season. We're bringing out tubs of, of decorations and people are coming and going and things are, you know, being erected in the house that the dog hasn't seen in a year. If it's, if it's an older dog, if it's a brand new dog, so, so many things are happening and changing that it upsets their homeostasis as well. It right. upsets the dog's water. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love how you tied that back into our grooming dogs. Again, the same principle. If someone is having a hard day in your front room, if a dog is having a hard time on your table, those who deserve love least need it the yes. most. So when they get mad, you get calm. Yes. Don't let them jack you up because they're asking you to help them calm down. It's the same with people. Yep. When they get all jacked up, they're desperately wanting to calm down uh, and they can't. So they need help to do so. So at the very least, you can stay calm through the crisis, stay yeah. calm through the yelling, stay calm through the angst. Oh. Meet that energy with correct. Sing. Meet Say it with that. love. Meet it with yeah. compassion. And if you can't have love, you at least can have compassion. Yeah, you know, because sometimes it's hard. It's hard to be like, okay, I love you right now. I uh, but you, it's a muscle that you practice, and it gets yeah. stronger and stronger. Yeah, and and I think that that's something that a lot of people have struggle with is the fact that first of all, it's a hard thing because either it's used that term is used flippantly you know like i love you or whatever um however people uh will say uh oh um you know bless you or some people say have a good, oh, day. You know, <laughs> have good day or you know those kind of things um a, a lot of times people just it's a throwaway statement but when you actually put intention into that statement like this person has done everything to push every single button on my <laughs> button list, you know, so, and to be able to calm yourself enough to just say, well, have a good day. Right. And just walk away from that and, mm -hmm. and know this is not about me. Right. Um, this is a hard time of year for everyone but those that actually suffer from different um disorders mm -hmm. uh disassociative disorders you know um uh social anxiety disorders uh, things that may not really come up very much but once the holidays come up you know creep up on everyone these things just it's like bringing out those tubs of christmas decorations well, if like you think about it christmas in and of itself Modern Christmas uh, is really a, a, a huge source of cognitive dissonance. Yes. Absolutely. Because here we are. Oh, we have good cheer. Look, I bought you a present, blah, blah. But what are the underlying feelings of that? Yes. You know, you put it on your credit card. You're paying interest. You're going into debt. You're not starting your life off right. That person didn't even have that present coming, nor did they ask for it or want it. You know what I mean? The wrapping, the paper, the burden of garbage that we put on our society with all the parties and lights and all the, it's overwhelming. So this is why so many people commit suicide around Christmas. Yeah. Because it's like living in an insane asylum where everybody's smiling and everything's bright and cheery. And then underlying is rotten and, and full of sickness and sadness and anger and injustice. Uh, uh, and that's why this holiday is so difficult for so many people. 
Yeah, it is. And it's in the sense that it's, and it's, that's not really what, I don't really think this, the season of being, whether you're a Judeo-Christian and you're celebrating, actually celebrating Christmas or, you know, you're pagan and you're celebrating Yule or winter, winter solstice. They, they, they have, uh, um, they're sacred sisters. They, they are one in the flip side of each coin. And so the thing is, is that they talk about generosity, being generous of spirit and to be generous to your fellow man. And that doesn't necessarily mean gifts in the sense that you are overextending yourself, that you are making yourself uh, um, destitute in the new year because Mm -hmm. you were so generous to everyone and yourself. I mean, Mm -hmm. I definitely uh, uh, resonates with me, those memes that are like, yeah, so I bought a bunch of Christmas presents. Sadly, they're all for me. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. You know, so it's, I understand that, but we have to start to look at it in far less of a consumer way and far more of a connecting with your other human beings way Mm. and our animal friends as well. So there are far more ways to, far better ways to be generous than just monetary or in a consumer-based way. Well, think about this. Think about how weird this is. This is so profound. So when we give a gift to someone, if we go out and buy a gift for someone, wrap it, give it to them, la la la, we all get a dopamine rush, right? But what we're really giving to them is our minutes Mm -hmm. because we go out and use our life minutes to do labor for whatever that is. And then we get paid a unit, uh, a monetary unit. So that the monetary unit represents our life minutes. So how much better is it to just do a service for that person? Yeah. Find out what they really need. Um, do they need help with their electric bill? Do they need warm food and soup delivered to them? Do they need you to knit them some slippers because their feet are cold and they don't, they don't have enough money? Like I got a lot of old people around me, you know what I mean? That are just on their little pensions and stuff trying to get by. They don't have any children, you know, or whatever. You can do a ton of stuff. Shovel their sidewalk. Um, you know, get them a sweater. If you see a, a old lady, uh, you know, going to the little market where, you know, those little wheeled things, if hers is all broken, get her another one. That is truly giving. That is being kind and gracious to your neighbor. That is the, the minutes you should be giving them are minutes directly to them from yourself, not I, something, you know, monetary that you could give them unless it's something that you really think they need. Right. You know, we've gotten so off the handle about, oh, everybody needs a present no matter what it is. And, oh, I want that pretty thing. And I want the PS5. And I want, I want, 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 want. Yeah. You know, that old song, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. You know, how about want to be together? How about want to spend time with one another? Right. And that's what I was going to say. If you are not a people person, there are solitary humans that prefer to be um, more of a, uh, I hate to use the word, antisocial, but not in big social events or do a lot of social activities, but they resonate again with the animals, then take that time and volunteer. Mm -hmm. Um, Go down and just sit and pet. And and if ask, you know they don't want like being around anybody, send them a DoorDash gift certificate yep. so they could have a meal inside their house. Yep. They don't have to come out. There's a ton of different ideas that you lots could use. Lots of lots of different things, but it's yeah. it's about giving something from yourself. Yeah. And I think that that is the hardest thing when you know people who really are Scrooge, who really are. Um, that's why we love those. We love those uh, characters so much. We love Ebenezer Scrooge. We love to hate him. We love the Grinch because we love to hate him. Um, well, do you, we feel like that a little bit. Ourselves. Ourselves. Absolutely. You know, we're like, I can really relate to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Exactly. I know I told you my, my husband had a, a, a health scare, an incident with his heart. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we were in the hospital and they were doing all sorts of testing. One of the things they were doing when he was uh, in there was uh, an echocardiogram, which is an ultrasound of the heart. And um, they did it right in the room and I was right there and they're showing his heart on there. And I was literally reciting because I'm a nerd and I've seen the Grinch cartoon a bazillion times since I was a child. Mm -hmm. So I was all reciting the Grinch when they show his heart black and, you know, half the size and, and the, the tech was laughing and my husband was chuckling a little bit. And, um, and then uh, I was like, but it's growing and it's coming back and it's, you know, so, and, and that's what we need to see because we can see that in everyone, you know, yeah. those, those parts of them that maybe are um, not unjagged, you know, mm -hmm. unbroken, unbroken is the best because we're all broken. And so the only thing we can do is to try to get that love and acceptance from others that see our brokenness and accept us despite of it. Right. I, I prefer the word tempered. Tempered? Okay. Now in now at this stage girl. of my life. <laughs> I'm I'm tempered like a samurai sword girl. Um that, I'll that, bust it up. <laughs> so crazy, but I'm tempered. <laughs> I'm like, I can't think of what it's called in Japan where they they put Kintsuki. it back to, yes, Kintsuki and they put it back with the gold. Yeah. That is that's me. I'm, I'm they busted, also leave but... a stitch out of a rug of or a textile or yep. something like that. I've got two. Um, I wanted to hang my pots for forever. So my husband, I got these two big wrought iron uh, rods so he could hang them up with a bunch of hooks. so I could hang all my pots and pans. Right. up. Well, my husband, if he puts something together, it's never coming apart. God and time <laughs> are the only things that will take whatever he puts together apart. So he's blind. And he hung them, and one is obviously just going in like a diagonal. That's my Kintsuki. There you go. Like, yep. It's all around me because he's blind and he does a lot of stuff. So I'm just like, all right, okay, that's the way it is now. <laughs> and my husband is not blind, but <laughs> but I love him to death. And I look at things and I go, babe, did you use the level for that? And I'll be like, well, I kind of eyeballed it. And I'm like, were you standing on one leg? You know, no, like, it's even better when he goes, yeah, I used the level on it. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So, Well, he kept saying, well, look at it. Is it level? And I'm like, it's fine. It's good. It's yep. whatever. I just want to hang my pods up. I'm, I don't, I'm in a time in my life. I just don't care about those. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. You know, everything doesn't have to be all spick and span and perfect and in its place and blah, blah. No, I love well, that. I, I that, would love I that. that but... That's a big part of what causes so much anxiety, especially in the holidays. Is Needing that perfection. Yes. Like yeah. everybody wants that. Not everyone, but a lot of people obsess over the perfect holiday. Perfect and we're so inundated meal. with the, with the, the thing that we're so soaked in perfection, perfection. You're not yes. good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. Make it perfect. Make it perfect. And it's like, you know what? Perfect is however it is to me now. I, it's perfect. My crooked pot hanger is perfect. It's perfect. Cause you know why? Somebody that loves me a lot, put that up. And now I can hang my pots up and I don't care. And anybody that comes over and says, Oh, your rod's really crooked. I'm like, you need to go to your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go home. <laughs> you go back to your house where all your rods are all perfect and whatever. You're yeah. in my house now. And you know what? We have flavor and texture and right. things are crooked here. So <laughs> we, have, we have interesting ways of hanging our pots. So <laughs> well, it's, and just to bring it full circle right back around to grooming, how many of you out there have had the dreaded, you know, client that's like, but we need him fuzzy for Christmas pictures. You can't shave him. It's going to mess up our perfect Christmas photos and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, this doesn't happen overnight. Right. But you still have to be able to deal with these human beings in a compassionate manner. You know what and I think we should do? I just thought of this. 
What? You can take my idea. Whoever wants to run with it, you just <laughs> tell us, tell us. So I just popped into my head that all those ones that are getting shaved at Christmas time, you could buy uh, just like a small selection of sweaters oh, for all yeah. those people and put them in your front lobby as a retail item. Say, oh my God, what am I going to do? It's going to ruin pictures. I'm like, oh, look at all these cute Christmas sweaters I have right here. I will rent you one or sell you one so that you can have cute pictures and it'll cover up all the mistakes you've made during yeah. the year. <laughs> I don't want it. Okay, you don't have to say that. You don't, don't say that like that. Spice it up with a little condemnation. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. No, seriously, yeah. though, how many times do we hear that? And it's like, you know, well, you waited until the week before Christmas to get your pet in. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like it. you you are honestly throughout this new new coming year going to be decompressing from the craziness that we mm -hmm. have to go through as pet groomers. I, you know, I try to post daily, um, depending on what is happening in my life, but, uh, sometimes I don't. And a lot of times I just scroll and read and see what the actual, uh, temperature is out there on social, right. <laughs> you know, and kind of look and see. And, um, I follow a lot of hairdressers as well. And so as we, as pet groomers, we are kind of aligned in that same service, beauty service industry. Uh, a lot of our things are the same. Like we have the pet groomers all like, just like crashed out on the floor after, you know, uh, a busy day grooming. And then you see the same thing with the hairdressers are saying the same thing. Don't think that we're the only ones that are dealing with those kind of things. You know, um, my my hairdresser was telling me the other day that uh, she actually had to fix three home perms and two home colors <laughs> because people were trying to save money mm -hmm. and um, and not spend that on themselves. And then they had to come in and spend twice as much. And she's like, and we don't have the option of shaving their head. She's like, right. It's like picks and cuts for everyone. Okay. Yeah. Like she, when we were talking about it, she was like, and I can't say, well, we could just shave your head all over. I wish she would though. Oh, we're going to have to start over. Sorry. Yeah, and then I, she can have a small selection of wigs in her right. front <laughs> I would go there. I would go oh there just God. to see it. And I'd she actually it. has like super short shorn hair all on one side. And then the other mm -hmm. side's like curly perm, like the old 80s style. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. But she is, I mean, she's a riot. And she was saying that she's like, but at least you could shave them. I, she's like, I have to like try to chemically, you know, reverse what they did. And um, because I was complaining, like we get a lot of home haircuts during this mm -hmm. time of the year as well. Um, you know, the client that brings their little poodle mix or whatever, she do anything and they've chopped the, the visor all the way back to mid head. You know? right. And they're like, we were just trying to clean the face up a little bit to make it last a little longer. Can you fix this? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I really can't talk. I chopped my own hair off. So, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. I know. But we're not the only ones that suffer through that craziness during the, you know, during you the know what? I think that that actually is probably going to get more regular uh, as 2024 goes on. Um, uh, you know, we, we try not to be political or economical on this on this particular show. Um, we're not going to talk a lot about politics and economy, but... I will insert that things are happening with money. Things are happening in the world. Um, it is a tentative time uh, to be alive right now, especially in, uh, well, anywhere in the world. Okay. Anywhere. Yeah. But for us, America, because that's where I live. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of people. And then with the little dog virus that's going on, yep. uh, people are just really hesitant. So we have to be very judicious and very on top of, 
not only the cleanliness in our salon, but how we treat the people that come in. Because literally people are choosing just not to do the groom. Yeah. At all for whatever. And then they're going to turn into, you know, twice a year shave clients because they're just not going to do it or they'll learn, learn how to do it at home. Now I'm telling you, money's getting tighter and tighter. And we always like to, you know, uh, laugh and poke fun at people who try to do this at home. But I'm telling you what, we all were there at one time and there we're going to F around and find out that all these people are a little bit smarter. And if they practice, they can absolutely groom their dog at home. So how you treat them matters. Oh, absolutely. Uh, all you people having uh, all these no-show fees and late fees and all these fees, you're going to get less and less dogs uh, because it's going to be a burden to pay those fees. Uh, and people have things happen in their life. And I realize that hurts your bottom line. I don't know all the answers, but I do know the more you burden your client, burden your client with the way you treat them or in their pocketbook, the less likely it is that they're going to come to your particular salon. So you might want to rethink your late fees. You may want to restructure what you got going on, or you may want right. to leave it the way it is. That's totally up to you. You're a professional. You do that for your own salon. Uh, I'm just saying well, Things I think that are going to get be, weird this year. Don't I, you agree? I think there always has to be a a, a a state of grace. Yeah. With any of that stuff. You mm -hmm. know, it's a client that comes all the time. They ran late one time. And so you're not, you know, you, you want to extend that grace to them. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Same thing that they didn't show up. They never know show on you. Now mm -hmm. you have somebody else that is consistently a time right you know and right. it's just not just is not respectful of your business of your time of then those are the person that you know that you're reserving that for because they are costing you money on a consistent basis absolutely you know, and so how many then, times have you had to reschedule because your kid is sick or right. you had to go to a special meeting or whatever you know you're expecting your clients to give you grace yeah you know maybe give those good clients some grace as well. Yeah. I and saw a couple of entries in a, in a Facebook group where they had lost their client, like more than one of them, separate salons, but they, right. they've lost clients. So like, oh, they no showed and they've never done that before. But I, I charged them a late fee and they just said that they weren't coming back. And I'm like, if they're your bread and butter client and they spend thousands of dollars a year in your salon right. and you're going to, you know, make them pay a late fee. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answers. Like I said, if that's no, what you want to do and it, it's working for you, who am I? Who am I to tell you different? Well, just go back to what our title is. Those, those who, who deserve love least need it the need most. It the most. Mm -hmm. So those are the people that you have to take. You have to take that extra step and you have to say, look, I have these fees in place because this is how my business works. And I don't want to have to, I'm not trying to line my pockets with late fees and, you know, I'm trying no to feed my children. <laughs> right. I'm, exactly. Mm -hmm. And be honest with them. Don't, you don't need to be condescending. You don't need to be rude. You or just, angry. Or angry. Right. And just angry. say you're in place because of these reasons. You have been consistently late or consistently no showed on this many times. And I, you know, and I haven't charged you and now I need to, because this is what it has cost me. Right. Now the ball is in their court. Mm -hmm. And if they want to go somewhere else, then they can go somewhere else. But, That's fair. That's but fair. at least you have, you have explained the boundary to them and the reasoning behind it. And not that I'm just a total complete biatch and I want to just charge everybody up the wazoo. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here like, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge <laughs> counting mm -hmm. on my pennies. Mm -hmm. No, I'm counting on my Scrooge pennies. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Right. You know, so have that little bit of grace and talk to them human to human and mm -hmm. say, listen, these are my boundaries because of this reason. I know so many of us go, I have a printed policy and blah, blah, blah. How many times do you sign shit that you have not read? Absolutely. And not only yeah. that, since when have you been standing there trying to pay for your goods in a store and some person behind the counter doesn't even know you, doesn't like you, obviously, just is there for their paycheck. And they're like, well, our policy says, no, you can't do that. Right. And we're standing there and, and you're like, 
that's not any way you should be treated as a as a customer. Customer, right. Put yourself in their shoes every single time. If they're lackadaisical and they don't care, charge them. Right. You know what I mean? But if they're truly, oh my God, I got stopped behind a, you know, a farm truck or a, you know, a, you know, an accident or something yeah. like that. It, it happens. I'll never forget the story. This is a few years ago. It wasn't my client. It was someone's client that we know, but I forget. Maybe, you know, send me a message if this was you. But she had a client uh, that she had to go pick up her husband. So they kept calling the salon saying, oh, her, he, she was supposed to come and pick me up. Well, the client left her husband there because she knew that if she missed her appointment, she wouldn't get in for another six months because she was booked throughout the year. <laughs> so she left her husband standing at a corner somewhere so she could peel into the parking lot and get a dog in. She's like, you'll be all right. I can't get another appointment unless exactly. I make this <laughs> That's priorities. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> so that's the client I would extend. Uh, yeah, exactly. Know, some grace towards absolutely. They know that they know your value, and they accept that. And think about the people that you work with. If you work in a salon environment, or if you work in a veterinary clinic, and you're the groomer, or you know you work somewhere where you know a training facility or boarding facility, and you work with other people, and the tone usually gets a little heavy around the holidays. Everybody is burdened usually either by financial or family issues or what, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And even if they are, they carry those burdens throughout the year, it's usually exacerbated or more light is, is, is kind of shown on it through the holidays. So have a little bit more grace with the people you work with. Um, don't take everything so personally. I think that's really hard for a lot of us that we're mm. like, um, you know, I, I've been in, in meetings where I've been thrown under the bus for something that I kind of was like, uh, okay, you know, and have to think about that particular person and think about, you know, okay, I get it you're just not equipped to handle whatever this was. So you've deflected it to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's cool. I can handle this. It's, you know, whatever. Um, but think about those things. Think about that when you're uh, working with someone and they may not be showing their best self mm -hmm. and it's okay to say, I'm not okay. If someone says to you, a coworker that is genuine and says, are you okay? Uh, do you need something? And sometimes just somebody to just stand there and let you vent. Mm -hmm. um, it's yeah. okay to say, I'm not okay. No, I'm not. I'm right. scared. I'm this, I'm that. Everybody has that. And so if you feel like you're equipped and you are uh, the kind of person that is not going to take whatever that other person says to you and gossip it out or utilize it in a negative way, mm -hmm. then you can be a shoulder or a crutch or, you know, just somebody to be a sounding board for. Mm -hmm. But stay neutral. Stay Absolute, objective. No judgment. Yeah. yeah. That's what compassion is, is yes. no judgment. No, no, I don't have. And you're not trying to be you. the savior for that person. No. You're there to listen, offer suggestions and then back away. Right. Because they have to go through their own fire. They have, they're responsible for their own choices and their decisions. Yes. And, and whatever that is, even if it's something you didn't advise, you have to be okay with that. You're not a yep. member of that issue. Yep. And be cautious of what you even advise. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I tend to not even offer any advice and just say, I hear you. I hear Great you. Idea. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm sorry you feel that way or whatever. And just be empathetic for them um, without having to feel like you're obligated to solve anything. Mm -hmm. You know, feelings yeah. are valid. They at are. any any time and so sometimes people just want a little validation mm -hmm. it's okay you can feel that way whether mm -hmm. it's right or wrong it's you know, still valid you're feeling it exactly 
just validate that mm -hmm. it's okay. And sometimes that can just let someone breathe a little more when they feel like they've been underwater holding their breath. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, uh, for salon owners, uh, I know that everybody's taken on extra dogs. Everybody, it's chaos. The best thing you could do this uh, week uh, and in the coming weeks before the parties on New Year's Eve is make sure you have snacks yeah. uh, for your in the back. If it's just finger food, uh, you know, just something they could graze on as they're walking past the tray. That would be amazing. Um, what I've done for my salon is since I'm transitioning from not grooming anymore to uh, teaching and other things, um, I volunteered to bathe for them the last two weeks before Christmas. Uh, and I just get in there and bathe and take the heat off the people who are finishing yeah. and dealing with all the clients and stuff like that. I figured that was the best way to utilize my minutes for them instead of buying them something, a new brush, a new whatever, blah, 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 because I love them and I appreciate them so much. Um, uh, I gave them my actual minutes. That's okay. where they need it. And that's what we mean when we say, give them your direct minutes instead of purchasing something and throwing it there and then walking out the door. You know, I don't want them to have a memory of me uh, handing them something and walking out the door. I want my memory that they hold of me to be in their help. And I remember when Michelle came in and bathed dogs <laughs> to make our day easier. Right. That is my gift to them. Uh, you don't necessarily have to do that, but I mean, that's what I'm talking no, about. No, but it Direct makes, minutes. That's right. That those minutes make a difference to someone. And yeah. so does the gesture of, I'm, I'm, I say it all the time at work. I, I see the, some groomers struggling, or I could just tell that they're out of sorts. And I'll say, are you hungry? Have you eaten it? What have you eaten today? Oh, I've had, mm. you know, two Red Bulls and a cup of black coffee. Right. And I'm like, you need food and you need mm -hmm. water. Mm -hmm. So what do you want? Let me go grab something for you. Let me uh, fill your thermos. Or I always have snacks and I always mm -hmm. have tea in the winter. And I'll say, let me make you a cup of tea. You want, oh, mm -hmm. I haven't had a cup of tea in forever. Let me make you a cup of tea. We'll just keep it right at your station. Sip on this. Let me just do that for you real quick. It takes two seconds to right. do. And a, and a great way to get water down your employees and yourself is to play drinking games at work. Every time they come in and ask if you could do the nails really short. Yeah. Did you get drink. the toenails? <laughs> yeah. So every, everything, make your bingo card. And yeah. if somebody says it and it's on the list and you can post the list, say, oh, everybody take a drink. So if you play drinking games at work with water, you will absolutely stay hydrated and be a lot healthier. If you put a like, little tiny pinch of Celtic salt uh, in there, just like a one little kernel, um, you will be getting magnesium, which helps your cells pull the water into your cells. Right. So if you're just drinking straight water with no electrolyte or no, no trace minerals, your body cannot even absorb that water into the cells. You need magnesium to do that. And we deplete our magnesium every day, every day, every day. Uh, so absolutely put a little grain of that in your water. Uh, make sure you can absorb the magnesium or the water uh, with magnesium. So uh, that's something to really think about. Stay hydrated, stay rested. Um, and eat. You can't go all day eat. without any food. Like yeah. now is the time. Rather than, rather than chips and carrot sticks, it should be protein. Yeah. That I, I'm not I even was, trying to play with you. Not no, a bunch of fruit easy, and vegetables. Even they don't easy proteins you. like nuts. Like I just bought a bunch of these little nut containers at I think it was at Walmart or Target. I can't remember, but they're on sale now too. Mm -hmm. And I just took them in and I put them in the break room and I put a little note for everyone. Right. So if you're just having fruit and vegetables, you're having carbs, right? Uh, basically, and sugars. Uh, you need protein for sustenance. Yep. That protein is so going to help. Just a them. handful of nuts will at least mm -hmm. help, like, uh, level out your blood sugar so that you can manage to get yeah. through your day. I mean, yeah. Lunch meat, jerky, uh, chicken tenders, chicken yeah. nuggets, um, you know, something like that, that they can supplement the vegetables or whatever. But you have to have that protein. It's going to stick to you a lot better. Your body's going to need that energy. Uh, going through. If yeah. you're vegan, a some type of uh, vegetable with a protein or a plant protein is going to be the best thing for you. Um, 
So just keep in mind what you're putting in your body. If you're just eating a Snickers, I don't care how good the commercials are. That's, that's not, that's not, that's not, not sustainable. <laughs> it's not the same. No. And it's definitely so cut it out, not eat protein and drink your water. Right. It's definitely not sustainable. And think about the things that you do around work when you do have downtime. Are you sitting at your station and you're just on your phone, on social media or like, I know I was out with my husband being sick. I was out for a week. And um, when I came back, uh, some of the people that I work with were like, because I do a lot of the laundry in between. My students are uh, are graduating on the 22nd. They are, yes, I'm so proud of them. And they are, they don't need me on top of them anymore. You know, mm-hmm. they're doing their grooms and I, they have to tell me I'm finished. Can you come and check or. That is so exciting. It is, but it also leaves me with a lot more free time because I'm mm-hmm. not on top of them. And so I do the laundry, I fold the towels, I will go and clean up the bathing room and fill shampoo bottles and just go wipe down the tables in our drying rooms. And because the groomers are busy and they have to find those little moments of time to clean up after themselves. So if I have that free time, I'm a groomer. I completely understand how important it is when you reach up for the towel and you're like, oh, crap. Nobody's had time. <laughs> yeah, nobody's had time to you know do the do the laundry or um, you know you go to grab a shampoo and it's not mixed or it's not put together or any of the things. Mm-hmm. So or you go in a room and it's there's hair all over the table because that customer was late and now that groomer's running behind and so yeah I do mm-hmm. I follow people around and clean and um, and I'm I do my work. It, it makes my heart happy because I feel like I am serving a greater purpose. Am I making any more money? Am I, is it adding anything to my pocketbook? No, but is it adding to what I feel like my heart? Yeah. It makes me feel good to know that the towels are folded and put away so that when the groomers need them or the shampoo is done, or I will periodically sweep and mop and just keep things neat and clean so that that's one less thing that they have to even think about. Right. And then their focus is on that animal that they're working with. Mm-hmm. So, um, when you have things like bathers in the salon, I mean, my God, that is a godsend mm-hmm. when they can do those kind of things. But if you don't and you have downtime, simple cleaning things help so much mm-hmm. to just keep the general flow going. Mm-hmm. And I know some people have said, I don't know why you do it. So-and-so never does it. Or I don't know why you cleaned up after blah, blah, blah. They would never clean up after you. I'm not doing it for that reason. I'm not, Mm -hmm. it's not a quid pro quo. Mm -hmm. It's foundationally helping the team be more efficient by cleaning for them. Right. Uh, Because sometimes that 30 seconds or that one minute that it takes to do that will make or break a client happiness standing out in the, in the lobby. Uh, Cause it takes every bit of 60 seconds to retrim that face or that paw or that whatever you forgot or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's important. That's important. I think it just means a lot when you actually can dedicate yourself to, to a team, even if you rent space somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are other people that rent space in that same space and you have universal things like towels or whatever. You know, it's just nice. Um, I Another just- thing you can do also, um, we have a general grooming room where everybody's in the same room at right. their finish tables. Uh, sometimes they'll strip down a dog and then take it to the back and leave the hair there, which is a general thing that we do. If I see that, I try to clean their table off. Yeah. Uh, if I have time. So when they come back, they don't have to worry about, you know, holding on to the dog, running the vacuum, blah, blah, blah. If I'm walking by 
and I've got a minute and I see a, a, t a station with hair all around it, just sweep it up real quick. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just get the bulk of it off. So when right. they come back, they're unburdened by that. They can blow their table a little bit, you know, get the dog back on, you know, and start working. Uh, just little things like that. Look for that. If somebody is in so much of a hurry, they've thrown a towel on the floor, pick it up and put it up. Don't say you threw your towel on the floor. You need to start putting it in the laundry. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Mind Fuhrer. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick it up for him. Pick it up for him. If you lead by example, other people will start doing that as well. It, it is the rare bird uh, that will just keep on being selfish and this, that, and the other when somebody's doing something for her or him. You know, uh, and you if, will if, encounter those people. And you we, will. We all see them and we all, uh, you know what? Mm -hmm. I didn't do it for them. I did it yeah. for me. I do it for so, me. Right. I know that that's nice when I come back to the table and somebody has swept up and cleaned my table. I think that's really awesome. And I remember that feeling and exactly. I want everybody to have that feeling. So I participated that when I can. And I trust that someone will have that same heart that I do and that will see a need and will want to fill a need. And mm -hmm. so not everyone is selfish, but we do have selfish people and I love them anyway. I clean up after them anyway. And I just have a little thought in my head that eventually they will come out of that and do something nice for someone else and, mm -hmm. and want to know what that feeling is like. So, um, but there's always going to be helpers. And those yes. are, those are just, it's an inherent thing with some people. Um, most of us as groomers are helpers. We see a need. We want to take care of it. We want we're, we're caretakers, a lot of us. So, um, you say caregivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, caretaker is like somebody that takes care of like, you know, the lawn, the other uh, people. Uh, dead bodies, dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, I'm going to, I'm going to totally go off topic, but you know, that's what my last name means in German. Diener. <laughs> it literally means autopsy assistant. Nice. Like, oh yeah. It's like the person, the human that would take care of the dead bodies and help the, um, the, the person in the, in the, you know, the mortuary. Sure. So. Yeah, I did a little research on that last name. Thanks. Interesting. Buddy. Yeah, that's a quite. Yeah, that's an interesting name. But um, so but yes, we're I, I just think that it's just for a lot of us, it's nice to see somebody else step up for a moment and then we can step up when we have that time as well. And those people that don't step up, they're the ones that need it the most. Absolutely. And compassion is a muscle that needs exercise. If you don't have compassion say, and you're always upset and angry, yeah, you, that you are the prime candidate to start practicing and you won't always feel compassion on the inside while you're being compassionate. Sometimes you'll be very angry and upset, mm -hmm. but if you make a point to rewire and restructure your brain, because there's something about cortisol. Oh yeah. Once you are ramped up and cortisol is flowing through your bloodstream and adrenaline and this, that, and the other. And this is important for dogs as well. Yes. Once you've taken them up, that doesn't just go away like a light switch. You just can't turn that off again. Once it's in the bloodstream, the body has to process it. So it's best if you can nip any kind of ramp up in the bud, whether it's a dog or a human or a friend or a colleague or whoever, the guy at the grocery store, if you can stop it before it gets too high, you're actually helping someone's water as well as your own. Uh, you can stay, you're, you're not forcing your immune system uh, to ramp up, to deal with all that extra chemistry, um, especially for dogs. Once you get them anxious, you might be able to calm, calm them down a little bit, but make no mistake, they're still in that state of mind because they're flooded with those chemicals already. Yeah. So try not to let anybody get too ramped up, human or animal, yeah. um, because they'll just stay in that state and their vibration will start to affect everyone else. Sorry, I can't, I can't handle. I know. It's, it's a baby. It's, it's just a baby. It's a lot especially during the holidays, but it's just a lot anyway.
take time to try and, and just be good to your fellow person and your fellow animal. And love the ones who deserve love the least. Yeah. Uh, because we're all in the same boat. We are all on the same ship, headed to points unknown. Uh, and the only way we're going to get through it is by loving each other through it. Absolutely. Um, stay human. Be kind. Love your dogs. Yes. And may your next sip be just as lovely and delicious as your last. I'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>